Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. So we have made it to the end of this first six weeks of my Evox series. And what I wanted to do before diving into the next series I'm going to be working through in Evox is just record a quick, short little summary on how did this past six weeks working through the issue that I was working through, how has that helped me? What changes have I noticed in my life, in my emotions, in my habits as a way, first of all, for me to sort of tune in again with where was I at before I started this and where am I at now? So I can really see how it's impacted me and hopefully help demonstrate that for you all as well. So this is going to be a pretty quick episode, but I wanted it to be separate from the next one. So today, actually, two episodes are going up. It's this quick little sort of summary episode, and then it's going to be a new episode diving into the Evox session I did this week, starting a new series, which is all about working through money issues and limiting beliefs and repressed emotions around money. So that will be the next episode that is also released today. So you can go listen to that one next if you like. So to recap, I just last week finished the final Evox session that I was working on in a six-week series of this event in my life related to my college soccer experience playing on my university soccer team and all of the repressed emotions, the limiting beliefs, the patterns that I had and that came out of that experience in my life. So what I want to summarize for you all today, but also for myself, is what was the event that happened? What emotions have been repressed since the time of that event or weren't fully able to come out? What limiting beliefs did I develop as a result of that event? And then how did those limiting beliefs manifest in my life in terms of maybe illness, how I felt every day, the habits or the patterns that were playing out in my life? So those are kind of the core things that I'm going to share after having now observed these different things through each of these sessions. So to start, I'm really clear on what the event was. The event was this period in my life where I was playing soccer for a university team. It was a really toxic environment and there were so many things related to it. I'm not gonna go super into it just because I'm assuming if you're here, you've probably listened to the episodes leading up to this. If not, I would make sure I link the first episode of this series in the show notes. So if you wanna go back and kind of get all the nitty gritty of it. So I'm really clear on the event. Now, what were some of the repressed emotions that were coming up? in relation to this. There were a few, even before I started the Evox series on this event, I already was aware of a few emotions that I knew were still festering 
And grief was one that I was really aware of, as well as shame and resentment. Going through the series, some more emotions that started to rise to the surface and get uncovered, though, were feelings of loss, like I had lost a loved one, feelings like I was lost, just I was lost in life. I didn't know where to go next. Feelings of disappointment towards myself, towards others, and even feelings of shock, fear, betrayal. So it's always so interesting because what I've found with myself and with clients is there usually are Everyone is usually aware of a few emotions that are kind of right there in their face on the surface. They can go, yeah, I have anger towards this or um, I have a lot of sadness or grief towards this. But oftentimes there are so many more things brewing beneath the surface that will start to come up as we dive into them deeper, as we let ourselves feel safer in processing these emotions so often. This is why I call whatever those first emotions are that jump into our heads, I call those surface emotions. And it doesn't mean they're not important. It doesn't mean they aren't real. But usually that's just what's brewing on the surface. And there's a lot more underneath as well that needs to be uncovered and released. So moving on to limiting beliefs. When we have an event that affects us really profoundly, it can create these limiting beliefs in our mind about life. And going through this series, oh man, did I uncover a ton of limiting beliefs that were then pervading out into my life in a variety of different habits. So I'm going to start by just trying to list out a few of the different limiting beliefs that I was able to identify through this series. One of the things that really shook me when I realized it in the very first Evox session of this series was that I had put the coach on this team very subconsciously in almost a father figure role in my life. And so when this person started going back on their word, treating me with all of this conditional love, as soon as I wasn't checking off all the boxes on her list of the things I was supposed to do and be, she really started to reject me. And I never had realized before that I really took that as almost as if I was being rejected by my father all over again. And I see now how this put this belief in my head that love is conditional. And in order to get love and affection and guidance, I need to be everything the other person wants me to be. And the way that this belief ended up playing out in my life over the past eight years is having so much difficulty setting boundaries, having so much difficulty being able to go, this is me, this is what is right for me. And when it doesn't align with someone else, feeling safe and okay to set that boundary and say, no, I can't do that. No, I don't want to be that for you. So I think it really manifested as me doing everything all these other key people in my life wanted in a lot of different ways, burning myself out and just feeling really lost and not able to get clear on who am I 
Who do I want to be? What is right for me? And feeling safe and secure and confident in just being that person because there was this deep, deep underlying fear that if this person wants me to do this thing and I say no, I'm going to lose their love. Another way that I really saw the grief in particular and the bitterness, I think, from this event manifest in my life over the years was just this kind of perpetual cloud of sadness. Not full-on depression, but just almost like there was always a partial gray cloud hanging over me. And yes, of course, I had moments of happiness and joy and laughter and connection with friends, but there was just always this undercurrent of sadness running through my life over the last eight years. And I remember I was aware of this other pattern of I couldn't laugh fully. Like I would feel myself wanting to just burst out in unrestrained laughter. And it was almost like there was this lock on my throat. Like there was a level of joy I just couldn't access. And I saw how that played out in me expressing joy. I had trouble expressing joy. It was really hard for me to just laugh unrestrainedly. Um, If I wanted to just sing in the moment or hum in the moment, or if I was feeling really happy about something inside, it was really hard for me to express that externally. And what's so, so interesting is over the last six weeks, and particularly after this first session, when I really felt like I just cleared that grief out, I noticed this freedom. I felt like this lock on my chest had been lifted, like that cloud hanging over me finally dissipated. And I noticed myself singing way more in front of my husband, humming more. If I was excited about something, I would tell him and tell my friends and tell my family and be like, oh my gosh, I just read this thing and it was so cool and really feeling so much freer to express my joy. Like I wasn't afraid that this cloud was going to suddenly just start raining on me. It was gone and I had permission to just feel unrestrained joy. It's so funny because I've just noticed again over these last six weeks, I've wanted to like dance more and watch happy things more. It's almost as if that sadness that was going on in the background kept me from even wanting to pursue things that would give me so much joy, even connection. It's like all of a sudden over these last few weeks, I'm wanting to connect deeper with people. I'm wanting to have those joyful connections, do things with other people that I know are going to bring me so much joy. And it's, on the one hand, it can seem so simple, but on the other hand, it's so profound and life-changing to think about, my God, I've been living with this cloud hanging over me for eight years. And this feeling like my joy is limited. I only have so much of it. And so I don't want to use it up. And almost a fear to fully embrace joy because I could feel this grief and this sadness just around the corner and not wanting to ever let myself get too joyful because 
then returning to that place of grief would be all the more painful. Another profound limiting belief that came out of this series was I realized that when I was playing soccer was one, not one, it was the only time in my life when I felt absolutely free and absolutely safe. Here is a place on this field, I can be 100% me, I can shine as brightly as I want to, and no one is going to bring me down or hurt me or tell me no. And so when I left this team, there was this limiting belief in the back of my mind that I'll never get to shine like that again. I've lost the one place, the one thing where I feel safe and free, and I'm never going to be free again. And in fact, I'll be irrelevant. I'll be invisible. And I'm telling you, when those words flashed through my mind during the Evox session, it was like the true definition of an epiphany, of a light bulb going on, of just, oh my God, I felt the resonance of that through my entire body. And the way that I've seen this limiting belief play out since then is I really have kept myself so small. Whether in work or relationships, I have had so much fear of shining too brightly, of making waves, of speaking out towards something I'm really passionate about, of pursuing my dreams that are maybe bigger than what is expected or bigger than what the people around me are doing. So many of our limiting beliefs end up playing out as self-fulfilling prophecy because my subconscious believed I'll never be seen again. I've lost the one place I feel safe. It's not safe to be myself anywhere else. You're never going to shine brightly again. It then starts to do things that are going to affirm that belief. I think to get even more specific, a way that this limiting belief has manifested is in a lot of patterns of self-sabotage. So almost when things would start going too good or when an opportunity I really wanted was about to come to pass, I would sabotage myself and come up with a reason why I could no longer accept that opportunity or that opportunity wasn't aligned anymore or actually I'm not ready to take on that opportunity because of X, Y, and Z. I don't have the energy. I think a lot of the self-sabotage manifested in physical illness because I knew that if I'm not well, that's a good enough reason to not take something on. And if I tell someone I'm sick, they're not really going to question that. They're going to say, oh, okay, get better. So I really feel that this belief that I'll never be able to shine again, it's not safe to be seen, manifested as self-sabotage. That self-sabotage manifested a lot as physical illness, all of it designed to keep me safe from this perceived threat. Outside of Evox, I really realized this physical manifestation of emotional imbalances probably mm, I want to say maybe 2021 early 2021 I really start to kind of connect the dots of man I'm doing so many things for my health and yet I still feel like shit every single day there's got to be something up here and that was when I really made a connection between I think I'm manifesting a lot of poor health 
as a protective mechanism. And I'm not kidding you guys. From that day forward, I started feeling so much better. And often when I would feel really poorly, I'd be able to tune in and go, okay, am I really not well right now? Or is something happening in my life that I'm getting nervous about and afraid of, like an opportunity? And so I'm manifesting this psychosomatically to protect myself. And I'm telling you, probably seven to eight times out of 10, it was a psychosomatic manifestation of some emotional thing going on. That's not to say physical illnesses don't exist. Of course, I was still working through some of those things, but being able for me in my personal life to identify that a lot of it was emotional, that is when I started to notice the most profound improvement in my physical health. But what I have noticed the most over the last six weeks in particular is so many opportunities are starting to come to me now that I'm not afraid to shine brightly. Having cleared that limiting belief from my mind of you'll never be able to shine that brightly again, I really have, I think, subconsciously pushed away so many opportunities. And it's like I've just opened up myself energetically, emotionally, to finally let all these opportunities come my way because I'm not afraid of them. And I do believe I can shine brightly and it's safe. I mean, one of the biggest changes is doing this Evox series because I know a big, big reason I was so inconsistent with the podcast before was I was so afraid to shine too brightly. I was so afraid to let myself be seen fully. And the podcast was a huge place where I could really let my voice come through of who I am, what I'm about, the journey I'm going on. And that really, it was so hard to be consistent with things like my podcast and social media because I'm telling, I'm not kidding you, every time I would start to get a lot of traction on the podcast or my social media, I would get really, really sick. And then I wouldn't, you know, I'd just be so sick that I couldn't do the podcast or I couldn't post on social media for a month or a few weeks. And then all that traction I built up would go away. And I can literally see from the download statistics, every time there was a huge spike in downloads, I would get sick right after that. And then the the downloads would drop significantly. So there's almost like statistical evidence to prove this psychosomatic manifestation of illness and fear. And within the last six weeks, this fear of being consistent, this fear of being seen has so dramatically cleared from my mind. I don't get nervous to record episodes anymore. I don't get nervous to be consistent anymore. I get excited about it. This is turning out to be a little longer than I expected, but there was so much that came from the series. So another limiting belief that came out of this was that if you guys recall in one of the episodes, I talked about how I didn't feel supported by my loved ones during this time in the way I would have hoped to be supported. I know that they were doing their best. It just wasn't necessarily what I actually needed. And so a limiting belief that kind of came from this was that In my weakest moments, there's not going to be anyone there to support me in the way I need. I'm alone. (laughs) And how this has manifested in my life is I can clearly see in all of my weakest moments over the last eight years, 
I have felt so absolutely alone and isolated and like I can't tell anyone this. I can't share this with anyone because they're not going to understand and they're not going to be able to help me in the way that I need it. And so there were so many moments over the last eight years where I just suffered silently, where I cried alone on the bathroom floor for a few hours and then picked myself up and moved on with life without ever talking to anyone or getting help. And truly within the last six weeks, I have noticed a profound shift in the way I feel about getting support. As these emotions have come up, I actually have been able to talk to people in my life and let them in. Again, so often these subconscious limiting beliefs we have that are really meant to protect us. The subconscious is only ever trying to protect us and it will have a negative experience. And so it goes, okay, I don't want to experience that ever again. That was painful. Let me create this belief around it so that I will never have to experience that again. But so often it... It actually ends up making that problem come to life more and more and more. So in believing that no one will be able to help me, I stopped going and reaching out for help. And so maybe there were people in my life who could help me. Or maybe those people who were in my life before that didn't show up in the way I needed them, because I never talked to them about it, they were never able to grow and understand and even be able to learn how to support me in the way I needed. So again, it becomes this pattern of self-fulfilling prophecy. So what I have noticed is that I've been able to have conversations with some of those people and other people in my life to communicate what I didn't get and what I actually needed in that time. And a lot of healing has come from that for me and for them. The relationships have been able to come closer. I've been able to say, hey, this is what I really need. And then just feeling safe and supported that in those deeper moments, that support will be there. And maybe right off the bat, it won't be exactly what I need, but I do have a support system. And then also just over the last six weeks, as other heavy things have happened in my life, I've noticed that I have felt so much more comfortable and free to communicate some of those heavy things to the important people in my life and say, hey, this is something that's coming up and I here's how I feel about it and reach out for that support. And that is something I really have not been able to do over the last eight years. And I will tell you guys, it shocks me again and again, even though I see this with myself and with clients, how quickly... Evox can help change happen in our actual lives. I hear from so many people, clients, friends, family, how they've been in therapy for years trying to change this pattern that they have and just the slow, slow progress it takes. And that's not to bash therapy or counseling. There's absolutely a place for that. And by the way, you might be someone who goes, I saw a counselor and it created change in my life super fast. And that's amazing for you. Absolutely. I think the ultimate message is if you're pursuing therapy or other things and you're just feeling like it's it's not helping you cre- actually create the change in your day-to-day life that you're wanting, there are other tools. And Evox is one of those tools. And just from what I have learned and I have seen, 
I believe one of the reasons Evox can create change in our lives so quickly is because we aren't just working on the conscious level and talking, we're actually interacting with the body on a physiological level. The biofeedback aspect of Evox is so profound at breaking some of those old neural pathways, breaking some of those deeper subconscious beliefs, the root causes to the patterns. We're going straight to the root to break that physiological connection we have to that pattern. And so it makes that change so much easier to integrate. One of the analogies I love to use is these negative patterns that we feel ourselves pulled into. It's like a magnet. We feel ourselves getting pulled into it and that magnet is so strong. And tools like therapy and counseling and other things can oftentimes make us aware of the magnet that maybe we weren't aware of before. And now we start to see, oh, okay, this is this is something I'm getting pulled into. I see that now, uh, but for the rest of my life, I'm just going to have to fight against this magnetic pull. And it's always going to be a struggle. And every single day, I'm going to have to like give all of my energy towards not getting pulled into this thing. And what I love to say about Evox is not only can Evox make us aware of the magnet that's pulling us, it can actually just turn off the magnet altogether so that we're not trying, we're not giving all of our energy to trying to not get ourselves pulled into this thing. Actually, the pull is gone. It's completely gone. And all of a sudden, this pattern that I'm trying to break or this new habit I'm trying to integrate it no longer feels like I'm pushing this boulder up a hill. It the, the changes I'm trying to make can actually come with so much more ease than we ever thought possible. So I'm going to close it out there <laughs> because this has gone on maybe a little bit longer than I thought it would. I Long form content is just my thing, I think. It's so rare that I can actually just condense something into a quick five minute snippet. So thank you everyone for tuning in. As I've said earlier in this episode, these podcasts have become such a pleasure for me and such a joy, and I hope that comes through. I hope it's helping each of you start to see not just how Evox could potentially be a great tool for you, but even more so than that, get you curious about looking at your own subconscious limiting beliefs, at your patterns, and what might be the roots to some of those, and starting to feel safer in exploring those, starting to feel like those might be something even worth looking into. There is so much lingering in our subconscious that I have seen if we can clear them, we can become so much more free to pursue the things we want to pursue, free to just be ourselves. There's so much more joy and peace that we can experience on a daily basis that I think so many of us really never thought was even possible. So if you're feeling like I'm just not making the progress I want and I've tried so many things and I still feel stuck, maybe, maybe the next step for you is to start to look at the subconscious. And again, there's many different tools. Evox is one of them. Evox is the tool I use, but there's other tools as well, like emotional freedom technique, 
EMDR, um, hypnotherapy. So just, I think my ultimate, ultimate goal is to start getting people curious about looking into the subconscious side of healing. Okay, that's it. I promise I'm done. Thank you everyone for listening. Again, there's two episodes going out today. The next one will be starting a whole new series around money. So now we get to dive into all of my limiting subconscious beliefs around money. You guys are amazing. I'm so happy to have each of you along this journey with me. I hope it's helping. And until next time, 